Hello and welcome dreamers. Thank you for joining us for our 2007 OG episode. Uh, it doesn't seem that long ago that we were only just starting out and now we're near the end of the original golden years. I mean, we've extended them twice, but you know. Um, <laughs> I'm Andrew and joining me today, as always, are my partners in crime. First up, it's a man. That's right, it's Rich. How are you? Am I a man? Am I officially being classified as a man now? That's fantastic. Sure. I'm, I've grown up. <laughs> I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm good, thank you very much. Um, Also here is another man. Yes, it's Steve. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very good. I'm I'm a man who's who's doing all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. Um, And our guest this time around uh, will be very familiar to our Radio Sega listeners. He goes by two letters and has the smoothest voice in all of Portugal, nay, the world. It's the host of the Sega Lounge and all-around awesome guy. It's KC. How are you? Hello. (laughs) Demonstrating that smooth smooth enough. That is is smooth. (laughs) Wow. Oh god, maybe a, a bit too loud. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's like quite an honor to to be here. To be honest, thanks. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, well, it was uh, it was an honor to be on the Sega Lounge, and I had to kind of uh, reciprocate and have you on here with uh, all of your gaming knowledge. And also, I just kind of have to like I I felt like after the quiz, I needed to subject you to our quiz as well. So you know, <laughs> payback oh, no. basically. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh dear um, so uh, I mentioned earlier that we've changed the golden years twice and the first time we extended them from the original 97 to uh, 08 uh, and we extended them to 94 to 11 2011 um, I promised I would never extend them ever again but apparently that was a flat out lie um, essentially I wanted to round up to 20 years. So we'll now be covering from 1994 to 2013, which is roughly the start of the fifth generation to the end of the seventh. (laughs) Uh, If I ever try and extend them again, though, I've instructed Stephen Rich to stage a coup. So it's all good. Um, It'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm glad that we're going to keep going and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun and everything. But the the premise of this thing is becoming wafer thin at this point. (laughs) It it really is, yeah. I really don't think me and Steve are organised enough to uh, start doing, you know, start a coup. Yeah. Start a coup. So, um, you've got time. You've got yeah, time. Like, I guess. You know. I guess. <laughs> Maybe you should, you should start calling this Dreamcast Years Beyond. Yeah, hey. something like that. Hey, there you go. It's got a pretty good ring to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah very. Yeah, very true. It does. <laughs> so uh, we do have some more news, but I'm going to hold that back for now. Uh, for another episode because right now we are all about the year 2007 and I'm going to introduce us to that golden year the only way that I know how please get ready to guess how many song puns I'm going to throw into the fray this time do prepare yourself it it, it is cringe inducing I apologize in advance here we go hey hey you you Valerie is it Ruby Grace Kelly no oh my god I do apologize if that's not your name. Uh, as an aside, that's not my name released in Europe this year, but a whole year later in the UK. Weird. Um, I'll say it right next time. Uh, I may be a beautiful liar when it comes to extending the golden scans, sorry, years, uh, but it don't matter. The foundations are solid. And anyway, that's just the way I are. Uh, you can try and stop me, 
but really it's too little too late as I'm almost finished anyway. Uh, what does all this have to do with 2007? We could brainstorm that question, but this ain't about you now. Um, I have, uh, well, I've completely lost where I was. <laughs> Have a little patience and uh, let me think about it, okay? Um, give me more time. I feel like Casey wishes he was uninvited at this point. Uh, no doubt I'm giving him the creeps uh, with my nonsensical ramblings. Uh, but this would have been acceptable in the 80s, right? And anyway, I call the shots. All right, I'm going to bring us on home before <laughs> you can all say goodbye to Mr. A. Uh, crank that volume up. I'm done. I'm done. Um Wow. <laughs> Best guess for how many song puns were in that weird nonsensical rant. You know, mm. you you always apologise in advance, but if you were really sorry, you'd stop doing it. Indeed. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I'm not sorry at all. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> how, how many? How many uh, songs? Come on. It's, oh. Oh. it's tough because you do, you weave them right in there. Like some I of do. those are real subtle. Mm hmm. So it's they tough. Are. I'm going to let someone else guess first before I guess. Okay. Rich, do you want to try? Go on, Casey, you go first. Oh. Guess first. I, I, I'd i say somewhere around the 20s. So, I don't know. I, I think like 19 or, or 20, maybe. Like, let's go 19. 19, okay. 19, yeah. Rich? I add, I'm going to say 31. Ooh. 31. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> it's a bit on the high side, that, I think. Yeah. It is. Steve? My gut says 23. I don't know why, but I'm going to go mm. with 23. Well, you are the closest, Steve. Um, and uh, just to say, it, it includes song titles released in the UK in 2007. So that's not my name wasn't included. And also, Hey, Hey, You, You at the beginning wasn't included because that's lyrics from Avril Lavigne's Girlfriend and not the title. Um, but the total, excluding those two, was 25. Ooh. So you're very close. Very, very close. <clears throat> they were all pretty, uh, they were all pretty good yeah. guesses then, really. Yeah, yeah. you're around Six the right. Off. I mean Yeah, you're around the right around the right number. Um I could have crammed more in to be fair, but you know. I bet you're glad I didn't though. You you could have, but you should have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you should have. No. <laughs> we're, we're good. Less we're is good. More. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on then to what was happening in the world back in 2007, 14 whole years ago at this point as we are recording in 2021. Um, uh, it's a long old time ago. And uh, first of all, this is weird because she is still the Speaker of the House, I believe. But in 2007, uh, in, the, in the United States, Nancy Pelosi became the first ever female Speaker of the House. Um, I didn't realise that they lasted that long, or has she just been elected multiple times? I don't know. It's odd. I, yeah, I don't know how it works, but I do believe mm. they seem to all be in their 70s and 80s. Mm, uh, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> do, do they just do they just keep that job until they die? Is that what happens? I... Isn't that like a, a partisan thing? So they're the representatives of their parties, and if they win the elections, they are the speakers of the I house. I think so that might be right. She yeah, was re-elected right. now. I think. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I'm not an American though, so I could no. Be me that I did it confuses me. Um, <laughs> back onto UK <laughs> subjects and actual actually. It, this is uh, this kind of combines the UK and Portugal in the worst way. Madeleine McCann was a <laughs> oh. no, so, sorry, cut out, cut out that yay. I, I didn't know what was coming. <laughs> no, <Yikes. laughs> edit that out. <laughs> Goodness me. 
You were both way too excited about that. <laughs> you probably want to edit out what I'm about to say next, but <laughs> I won't say anything. <laughs> Madeleine McCann was kidnapped. <laughs> Wait. Steve doing the inverted comma finger quotes there. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, so that was that was 14 years ago. I didn't realize it just it doesn't feel that long ago. Uh, it really doesn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Casey. Completely. <laughs> it still pops up on the news from yeah. time to time here. Really? Yeah. It's true. Um, moving on to nicer things. Um, Kimi Raikkonen uh, won the, the F1 World Championship, his first and last championship win. Yay. To date, anyway. He's still driving, so, you know, pretty good. Um, the Islamic Republic of Mauritania became the last nation on earth to criminalize slavery in this year. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. I crazy. didn't know that. That you do now. I know. didn't know that there was an Islamic Republic of what now? Mauritania. Mauritania. Mauritania? Okay. <laughs> Neither did Good I. It's probably, it's probably one of those things where they didn't have slaves for ages, but the law was just still on the books, you know, and yeah. they just never got around to it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say that. Um, <laughs> Protests were held in India following the race row over Celebrity Big Brother UK Oof. after Jade Goody, Daniel Lloyd and Joe O'Meara were seen to be racially abusive towards Bollywood star oh, Shilpa yeah. Shetty. Mm. Very bad. Rest um, in peace, Jade Goody. Huh? So rest in peace, Jade Goody. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, how, in, lighter, in lighter UK news, so Scooch represented the UK in this year's Eurovision Song Contest with the utterly camp song flying the flag mm. so that's something i guess uh, <laughs> that is a thing that uh, happened you're right that is a thing that happened and the smoking ban came into effect in the uk in this year meaning that people could no longer smoke indoors in public venues uh, so i was a smoker when this ban came mm -hmm. into place and i was very cross same was very cross but now yeah. when i when i look back i'm like i can't believe we used to smoke indoors it's ridiculous yeah, it's insane ridiculous yeah it was yeah. weird. Like I, so I used to smoke in Cafe Rouge, the restaurant. They had a smoking mm -hmm. section, and I would smoke between every course, which is like you know the healthiest way to eat your meal. <laughs> but also in uh, in work, there would be like a smoking room, but you, yeah. then they had to get rid of it, and you had to go yeah. stand outside. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. It was, was a good. very, it was a very good thing that they passed that law for mm -hmm. sure. Even if I didn't think yeah. it at the time. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And I no longer smoke, by the way. So same, 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 same. So that's good. Um, going back onto slightly um, morbid topics, Anna Nicole Smith, 1993 Playmate of the Year, died of a drug overdose in February at age 39. <laughs> there you go. Nice and morbid. Um, however, uh, I'm really struggling now with births because 2007, like, you know, 14 years ago, what celebrities are 14 years old? I don't know. The only person I could see that was not a TikTok star or YouTube star that I'd never heard of before in my life was somebody called Aubrey uh, Anderson Emmons, who is the actress who plays Lily on the popular sitcom Modern Family. So, oh, okay. There you go. That's the only person that I could see who was born this year. How many? Wow. How many TikTok and YouTube stars were there? Like, is there a list of them? <laughs> yeah, there was a list who were born this year, and there were probably thirty to forty. Oh my god! And this was the only person I recognised amongst any of the celebrities in inverted commas <sighs> that uh, were born this year. So, yeah. Yikes! So, YouTube and TikTok are now overrun by. 14-year-olds. Pretty much. Seems that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Good job. I don't know what's going to happen when we get to 2013. Like seven year olds, eight year olds. Like, (laughs) I don't know what births I'm going to go through then. Maybe we'll just ditch the whole birth thing. Um, (laughs) Nobody of consequence was born in 2013. Let's just say that. Get years beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the UK, we saw TV shows like Outnumbered, Skins, Gavin and Stacey, Benadorm, and Primeval premiere oh god um well in the u.s the likes of the tudors mad men the big bang theory and private practice aired for the first time some all right shows there some not so great shows so i won't say which is which uh <laughs> topping the box office in the uk were movies such as hot fuzz the simpsons movie shrek the third and mr bean's holiday all great films yeah. fantastic films right what a stellar year <laughs> I just I, I never really understood it Memorable. with Mr Bean's Holiday. It had this kind of like art house French comedy vibe going on. It was really weird. I, yeah, it was a bit. Well, Mr Bean me. is far more popular overseas than he is here. Mm. Mm. Very much Norman Wisdom of our generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if you're trying to make sense of a Mr Bean movie, you know, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's, yeah. it's, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, it's. It's your fault, Rich, don't for do trying. It. Just don't yeah. do it. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first one, the first one, I think, had a uh, under, an understandable plot, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, made a little bit more sense than than that one. But uh, yeah, uh, kind of a mixed bag of, of ideas, I think, that they had for, for the character. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. sorry. The only thing I remember yeah. from the holiday film is him eating shellfish, but like eating the shells. Exactly. Um, that's all I remember same, from that film. Same here, yeah. I think it, that's in, in the beginning or close to the beginning. So, yeah, that's why, probably. Yeah, more than likely. That's probably all I watched. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Tuned out 10 minutes in. Um, and uh, just to round up our, uh, our our look at 2007 um, is the top 10 singles from the UK of that year, which are always indicative of what kind of year we had. Um, and uh, I'll go through them. So number 10 was uh, Ruby by the Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, number nine was Valerie by Mark Ronson featuring Amy Winehouse. Number eight, and I'm not sure what the hell this is, what, what's going on with this. It is the song I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles by the Proclaimers, but it shows Proclaimers slash B. Potter slash A. Pipkin. Now, are those two people the Proclaimers or are they just random people who are also like, I don't understand. B. Potter. Is that a, a remix? Maybe it's a remix, but I've that's never heard of B. Potter and A. That song is, is way older than... Yeah. It is. That's like 13, an 80s years, song. 14 years feels, like yeah. a, feels like it was a remix, doesn't it? Maybe, yeah. I'll continue. Um, I'm sure researchers Steve will the be proclaim- on the case. Uh, The Proclaimers oh. are two twin brothers, Charlie and Craig Reed. So neither B. Potter or nope. A. Pipkin. Nope. Interesting. Let's have okay. pseudonyms. Perhaps, or the writers of the song, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why it's showing there because they don't do that for any mm. of the songs. Let's anyway. spend more time on this, trying to work out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you to do that while I read the rest out. Uh, number seven was "The Way I Are" by Timberland, featuring Kerry Hilson. Terrible grammar. Um, yeah, terrible grammar. <laughs> number six, "About You Now" by the Sugar Babes. What happened to them? Um, all three or four incarnations of them. Who knows? Uh, Number five, water, Rule, water Rule the happened. World by Take That. And the Sugar Babes. Sorry. Sorry, go on, get dissolved. <laughs> no, I was just saying water happened and they dissolved into the water. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> that joke. Let's keep going. <laughs> I like that joke. It's a good one. <laughs> oh, um, 
we've got the uh, the first of two X Factor winners um, in the chart in this year, and that is Leon Jackson, who nobody remembers now, uh, with a cover version of When You Believe, which was originally by Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. Um, at number three, Grace Kelly by Mika. And at number two, Umbrella by Rihanna featuring Jay-Z, uh, which you can all probably sing t- no matter what. Like, that song was just everywhere Tune. that year. Tune. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. And uh, number one was Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis, which is also a very good song. I very much enjoy that song. Um, there you go. Not not a terrible year for music, but certainly not the best year, perhaps. Just Would you guys like to know what the... 500 miles thing is. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Go for it. <laughs> in 2007, the Proclaimers recorded, re-recorded the song with English comedians Peter Kay and Matt Lucas oh. for the UK's comic relief charity uh, Telephone. Okay. So I'm, and it's scoring a number one hit in the UK. So, And outperforming oh, their original UK chart run. Huh. B. Potter, wow. Brian Potter, Phoenix Knights. There, makes sense. There now. you go. Of course. Okay. Mystery Thanks, solved. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Casey. Yeah, yes. very good job. Um, there we go. My work here is done. Thank you very much. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah, uh, let's play the outro. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Um, no, we do have games to talk about, and uh, yeah, 2007 was pretty good for games. I think we'll find out shortly. Uh, but we'll be taking a look at some of the games, just some, because we can't cover all of them because we'd be here for hours upon hours. And uh, we're going to decide whether they were game changers, just a game. Or a bit shit. Uh, we've not had that many shit games, to be fair. I think Piano 3 is potentially our only shit game. Yeah. Still a bit salty about that. <laughs> but, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, so, we're going to do something a little bit different just to start with. Um, so, there was quite a lot of shooters in this year. Some FPS games. And there were three that were huge. And I didn't want to go down all three in like a massive thing so i thought let's just like talk about them briefly compare them and decide which of these three shooters was the best of the three um and then we'll move on to the games so the shooters the big shooter games that released this year were call of duty 4 modern warfare halo 3 and crisis I mean, I feel like I need to come to Steve first because Steve is well known for enjoying guns and, uh, and, and knowing a I love guns. That's true. People Republican, you, Steve. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. From my cold, dead hands. Uh, it's weird. Call of Duty 4, Halo 3, and Crisis do not exist in the same year in my head. I'm surprised yeah. to let. Halo 3 feels far earlier to me. Mm. Anyone else feel that way? Um, Modern Warfare, I feel like, was a few years earlier mm. i must admit it still feels like what 14 years it feels like for all the games we've had it still feels like quite a young franchise yeah it does doesn't it that's weird yeah that's crazy time eh? time mm. um I, mean, I guess we had all the world war ii ones as well to be fair but that's that's true just yeah. kind of makes it feel older i guess but yeah mm. so call of duty 4 was the first foray into into the modern warfare as the title suggests and it was <laughs> it was jolly good too um really really liked it obviously the most impactful part of that game was the multiplayer because now every multiplayer game that you play has progression elements um so at the time they called them rpg elements uh because that was the only other type of game you would play where this would happen um Mm -hmm. so i mean i know i'm getting ahead of myself here but straight off the bat call of duty 4 is absolutely like 100% 100% a game changer. Um, right. I mean, it is in our, it is inarguable, isn't it, really? 
Um, uh, well, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, Call of Duty 4, um, Game Changer. Andrew, you made a little noise when I said that. Are you not? Do you not? Yeah, I, I mean, you were very quick to say that. And I, and I mean, I guess... I guess? Every game oh. you play now mm. has progression in it. And it is because of Call of Duty 4. It was, the was this f- the first game that did this? It was the first game that did this, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, okay. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I sounded very confident when I said that, but now I'm going to go check. So maybe sure. someone else could talk about Halo 3 while I have a look. Uh, <laughs> Casey, have you got any memories of Halo 3 or the, any of the shooters here? So uh, I'm not a shooters okay. kind of person. Um, and so I am really, really proud to say I haven't played any of these games. Wow. I like you, Casey. I like you. Uh, (laughs) Exactly because I'm not a shooters fan, but, but I will tell you that I, I've played Halo 4. Okay. So I, I've played shooters just not at this time in 2007. I had never experienced one of these games. So I will say, yeah, I think Steve's right. Cause why not? Yeah, okay for sure for sure why not <laughs> sure thing <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah okay that's good can't say um, fairer than that yeah i mean so they're, they're very different games right so call of duty 4 modern times uh big emphasis on multiplayer halo 3 sci-fi big emphasis on multiplayer also crisis as far as i remember didn't have any multiplayer is that right i'm trying to think if that's right i think, I think you're right yeah um and was very much it was still sci-fi but set in a modern world i think and the big thing about crisis was its graphics engine that's like mm. what everybody flocked to it was it was graphically amazing mm. for 2007 like it looked fun, phenomenally good um rich did you play any of these three or are you same as casey here um i mean yeah i absolutely played modern warfare loved it mm. played it all the way through i'm quite famed for being the kind of person that I don't give a rats about multiplayer. I will play the campaign and then I will trade it in. That's all mm-hmm. I care about. Don't care about multiplayer. Don't care about any of that side of the progression. Um, yeah, Modern Warfare was just kind of incredible at the time. Um, I think I just appreciated how it felt like you were playing in this big, proper, like quite blockbuster movie. And uh, I liked the fact it was grounded. And that's why I've, I've never really cared. And I haven't played Halo 3 or Crisis. I I never really cared too much for those games where they were a bit more, not going to say fantastical, but I liked the fact Modern Warfare was more grounded. And that's why I didn't mm-hmm. like the games that came later on, like your Infinite Warfares and Advanced Warfares. It just, it completely lost me. Um... Yeah, I mean, I really, really, really love Modern Warfare. Um, I've been meaning to play the um, the remake recently. Mm. It's just so many great set pieces in those games. And I think, in a way, that was kind of where the FPS kind of got... I'm not going to say dumbed down, but I find that's when they got a little bit easier, though, because that's when you kind of always had the constantly replenishing health yeah. and constant saves and checkpoints. Like, I've been playing, like, some of the older FPSs recently, like Doom, and it's just, like, you forget how much you lose progression when you die. And um, that's kind of missing. But for me, I like my hand being held when I play games, so I don't mind. Uh, (laughs) Fair. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't speak for Halo 3 and Crisis. They've never, never played them. I played the first Halo. That's all I've ever played of of that entire series. Okay. but I think Crisis is on Game Pass, so I might actually give that a crack. 
I believe think, it is. I think. Yeah. Crisis is great. Um, Crisis okay. still holds up. Um, parts of it are a little bit creaky now, but considering it mm. came out so long ago, it still it still looks fantastic, and it's still a fun game for sure. Okay. All the all of the different armor powers, you know, punching really hard and going into stealth and running fast and everything. It's still really fun. It's still a really fun game to play, and Is it's it- also got a bonkers storyline as well, um, which has a turn in it. Which is a lot. Which is a lot of fun. Is it better than Black? Though? That's what I want to know. It's miles better than Black because Black yes. sucks. <laughs> I uh... I don't remember how long ago it was that we discussed Black, but I said I would I go away and ago. try Black because it was on Game Pass, and I went away and tried Black, and it was awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I installed it and then deleted it after you uh, said. Yeah, <laughs> it was I don't. Bad. I don't understand the reverence for Black. I, I really don't. Mm. Casey, there's uh, there's a space open in the Dreamcast years for a new host. I'm getting rid of two. Do you fancy it? <laughs> really? Black is the game that you'll do that over? I mean, you know, it's... it's <laughs> not Piano 3. Well, it's that too. Okay. Um, right. so, so Crisis, right, was by the same developers who originally made Far Cry. That's correct. I think, correctly. Yes. Yeah. So they did Far Cry, they sold the rights to Ubisoft, and then they went on and made uh, Crisis. Um, and you can tell the DNA is there from both games. For sure, I yeah. Believe. One of those so. one of those situations where an indie developer does something revolutionary, and then that's how they get a foothold in the industry. They sell that initial IP, and then they make something kind of similar with a similarish name. Uh, I can't think of any other examples of that off the top of my head, but that does happen uh, in yeah. the industry. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, so Far Cry introduced this kind of open world ish first person shooter style thing and then crisis definitely built on that because it's you know semi-open worlds with incredible graphics at the time Mm -hmm. nobody had a pc that could run this at the time and it's still somewhat jokingly these days but it's still held up as something of a benchmark for graphics it's like how well can that pc run crisis like that's still something that gets said Mm -hmm. now uh, because it looks so good true yeah, and um, I mean, just to mention Halo 3 briefly, Halo 3 is pretty damn good. Good game. Very good story. And the last full-on numbered Bungie Halo game. Obviously, they did ODST oh, yeah. and uh, Reach, but yeah. Yeah, I... I... And it's, it's on Game Pass as well, right? Absolutely. Master Chief Collection, yeah. yeah. Master Chief Collection, yeah. 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 I, I thought about picking it up and mm. downloading it and trying it before the, the show, the podcast. Mm-hmm. But you know, time, yeah, work, yeah, life, stuff. Goes. Yeah, uh, you mean you didn't play through all the games that we're going to talk about right before the show? I know, unprofessional. I'll, 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 I'll leave now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't don't think you can make up up for it with your uh, pro- proclaimers facts. You got to play the games, man. I can. <laughs> I, I can. I can just you know. I, mm, it's fine. <laughs> there we go. Okay, my my, right. my smooth yeah. voice voice and. and general noises you can stay okay you can, I, yeah. yeah thank you thank you thank you um <laughs> halo 3 is is was fantastic and still is in my opinion i absolutely love that game playing 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 through that game co-op is still really really fun mm-hmm. i think my my fondest memory of halo in general is the fact i got it for free when they um, microsoft uh, reduced the price of the xbox and they sent me a free copy to apologize because uh, no i picked up on launch and yeah it was great so thanks microsoft <laughs> um, I, I I feel like I know where this is going already, but out of those three, which one would we say is the best? Well, what what do you mean the best? 
So the the well, well the one that you that you personally like the most. Okay. Okay. That's tough. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's easy I, for me. I, I thought you'd just go straight for Modern Warfare. <laughs> no, no, no. So yes. Modern Warfare... I, I thought that too. <laughs> well, so Modern Warfare had the biggest impact on the in- on the industry. From what I can tell, it's not the first multiplayer game to introduce this kind of progression, but it's the first mul- 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 multiplayer shooter to introduce this kind of progression. That okay. was very unique in games like this, and it's also the game that popularized that and so the reason why you see all of these games these days with more with multiplayer progression outside of you know rpgs and mmos and stuff it's because of this game so this game absolutely had the most impact on the industry without a doubt hands down uh but that doesn't Mm. that doesn't make it my favorite i don't think what is your favorite then my favorite would probably be halo 3 oh interesting okay didn't expect that at all it's great it's a great game I mean, they they all have something, right? I mean, you know, Modern Warfare being the the game. I was going to say protogen, protogena, pro. I can't. Proto. Remember, I don't know. Pro the proto <laughs> version of things like you know the, of, of modern shooters, um, Crisis with its graphics graphics engine and kind of pushing graphics forward, and then Halo Three, uh, just being like a fantastic game and with a good story. Yeah. Um, I'm a rounding out trilogy. I'm a big co-op guy. I think that's why Halo Three. Uh, right. edges out for me. I like the co-op as well. Yeah. Good cool. good prices. Yeah. Uh Rich, what would you choose out of those three, two of which you've not played? Oh gee, let me think. Hmm. Um <laughs> it's gonna be um, Call of Duty, definitely. I mean okay. yeah, I think that was I would say that along with like GTA are the two games that really to me that's what made the whole games industry like blockbuster like the fact it is bigger than movies and music combined i think of that when i think of how big gaming is i feel like they are the two massive franchises i think for better and worse cod had a lot of influence um Mm -hmm. and it also had craig febras in it as well so and neither crisis or halo 3 can uh uh, claim that craig febras in there so it's very true. You may have to explain who that is. He was in EastEnders, and he voiced... Uh, I believe he voiced Soap. Soap but Tavish. Okay. Okay. The main character in COD. Thank you for explaining. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's in uh, He's in a lot of Call of Duty games. He's the announcer still in uh, the latest Modern Warfare reboot. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can hear him still if you play that game. He announces what the game type is. Kill, kill confirmed, and all that. He's in a lot Captain of like movies. A lot of, yeah. He's in a lot of gangster movies with like you know bad slags and all that stuff. That's as right. Well. Yeah, 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 he loves all, he loves all that East End gangster stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, of course, cringe yeah. to say the least. <laughs> um, I I would just to throw a spanner in the works. I would say Crisis is probably my favourite of those because Come it's on. just what? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. What did you? <laughs> just accusing um, you of being contrarian it's fine i mean i'm probably being that yeah but um it's it's a great game it it looks amazing it was surprisingly good like people just just thought oh it's a good looking game and didn't see much beyond it but actually it played extremely well as well uh it was just a lot of fun and i i just don't i'm not a huge multiplayer shooter fan i will sometimes play them and i did like halo 3 but i never got the co-op experience i didn't play co-op with anybody so mm. I maybe dropped off that sooner than I would have done had I played it with somebody. 
um, Crisis, I just I just really enjoyed it for the single player that it offered. So interesting little tidbit about Crisis that I've just remembered now. So the story mm-hmm. is there. It's like a like an isolated island in the ocean that gets invaded by Korean military forces, and mm-hmm. they use tactics against you in the jungle and stuff. They're like saying, "I'm going to flank left. I'm going to flank right." There he is. On higher difficulties, uh, they don't speak English anymore. They only speak Korean, so you can't understand what they're saying, which I thought was a pretty mm. cool feature. So if you're a Korean, that's, that's cool. easy mode then, that's really. Cool. So. Yeah, that's pretty much. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, true. They'd have to switch around. They have to speak English. But would you want to fight the Koreans if you're Korean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> Casey, it's all down to you then. Three games that you've never played. Which are you going to yeah. choose? I mean, if I had to choose one, I'd choose Halo 3 because I've played Halo 4. And all the previous Halos are in my backlog, waiting for me to just get around to play them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a big multiplayer guy when it comes to these kinds of games. So I would probably go for the one with, uh, I don't know, with the, the, the single player campaign that would appeal more to me with the story and stuff. And I know there's, you know, a lot of lore in Halo games and stuff. And I'm actually curious to know. I know, you know, the gist of it, but I would like to get more into that hmm. when I get the time and, and play the, the, the first three games. But I I understand the, the choice of uh, Modern Warfare because, you know, it's a big franchise and apparently people love it. For yeah. some reason, so yeah, why not? There you go. Was uh, just a check. Was was Modern Warfare the one where you shot a load of people in an airport? No. Or was that Modern Warfare Two? Uh, that was Modern Warfare Two. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was okay. three. But I think two, that was yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. No Russian. I remember. That. No Russian, indeed. It's pretty. Still, I played that recently on the remake. It's still. Um, it's haunting. Still pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> are we going to say that all three of these are game changers? Or are any of these not game changers in your eyes? I think I think they are. I mean, Halo Three did a lot on the multiplayer side as well that was pretty unique at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing it was huge. The multiplayer in that game was huge. So yeah. difficult to call that one just a game. Crisis still a benchmark in terms of graphical um, fidelity has to be a game changer and then call of duty for reasons i've explained before yes of course so in my yeah. in my opinion yes all three of them are rich what about you would you say the same i mean i would say modern modern warfare is a slam dunk game changer um mm-hmm. and i almost feel it's unfair to not label halo 3 and crisis game changers even though i've never played them i think steve made a pretty compelling um, argument for it and i know how big and influential series halo is um mm-hmm. crisis yeah i'll be honest i've never really had any dabblings with it but i'm intrigued um i will i'm gonna just brand them as game changers i can't say to what degree but i think to say anything less is about unfair um but call of duty okay. big old game changer without a doubt sure yeah casey I, I see a gun being pointed at me, so sure. I'm gonna say game changers. Yes, all around. Uh, <laughs> I, I I would without uh, listening to you guys first. I I don't know if I would call Halo Three, not knowing much about it, a game changer. Uh, I don't know. Is is a game changer a game that just 
builds upon the foundation of its predecessors or we're kind of is it something that revolutionizes yeah. the the whole genre i don't know we're sort of fluid on our definition of game changer really we yeah. we either feel so passionately about it that we describe it as a game changer or it is in our like objectively a game changer in that it had yeah. an impact mm-hmm. on games generally okay yeah. Which you could say Halo know. Three yeah. did, to be fair. Yeah, with the co-op sure. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's go with just go with game changers all around. Marvelous. Lovely. Yay. Yay. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve, you can put the gun down now. Casey is. Uh, <laughs> I just want to be. I just want to be clear for the record. Uh, I don't love guns. Okay. That's a joke. I'm not a weird just gun in games. guy. I think it's too late. He likes knives. <laughs> let's move on then to the <laughs> other games that we're going to talk about. And the first of which is another first-person game, but it is not a shooter. Uh, this, of course, is Portal. Um, I've not written down, which I usually do. I usually write down when it released and the platforms it released. I completely forgot to do that in my notes. So look it up. Um, <laughs> Portal, it released this year on the PC. Uh, it also released on the platforms later. I mean, this was a pretty huge game, right, Casey? Yes, yes, this was a pretty huge game, yeah. And this one I played. And, Yay! And I, was, I was yes. taking a shot in the dark yes. there. I was like, was I the, hope the, he's played the, it. The only one! No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so, but yeah, the, the Portal is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, I I didn't play it in 2007. I don't know when when I played it. I played it as part of the, the Orange Box on the PS3. But I don't know when exactly I got it. Ah, it's you know this these couple of years, two thousand six, two thousand seven, are pretty hazy. I'm sure. getting old, <laughs> as you probably know, uh, and uh, I I don't really remember what I was doing at the time. Uh, but I I think I've played Portal later, much later, a few years later, and uh, but I I loved it. I loved it so much. I think this was supposed to be like a proof of concept or like a. Not supposed to be like something as huge yeah, as it turned that, out to it, be, it, right? It started off, I believe, as a as a student project. Yeah, uh, yeah. and Valve saw it and bought it, which is what they do. Okay. What was it called? Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was but a project, it, and yeah, they they brought the whole team in to make it, and then made it a part of the Half Life universe, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. It was called um, Narbacular yeah. Drop originally. Ah, uh, yeah, that's of right. Of course, yeah, much better name. Yeah, definitely catchy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, it's amazing it's amazing uh the puzzle side of it is awesome uh really you know gets your brain thinking um the humor of it as well mm-hmm. um you know obviously portal 2 expanding on on that uh later but uh it's pretty great glados is amazing very good and uh, yeah, I, I, I actually highly recommend it. I'm not really a big fan of puzzle games. And as I grow older, I'm getting less and less invested in uh, puzzle games. I don't think I've got the patience anymore. And I would love to to be a more patient person. I'm not really a patient person anymore. <laughs> so if I don't like, if I try it a, a few times and I, uh, I, I don't get it, I'm like, okay, let's just move on to something else. Uh, but um, Portal is one that I would tell people that never tried it to actually get invested in it, take your time, 
uh, get through it because it's rewarding. It's got that that story as well. That you know you can get through the game and just focus on the puzzles. It's cool. You'll get to know more about the story and the lore of it as well. But if you really look carefully and you look closely, um, there are some clues in the environment, in the, in the walls and stuff. And that's where I think most of the fun of it, not not most, but some of the fun of the game is, and the series as well. The attention to detail, that you bro don't really need to know all of the story and all about the lore of the game to enjoy it. But it's fun if you take some time to enjoy that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, GLaDOS is is a fantastic character, and I don't think anybody ever forget the cake is a lie. It's just uh, one of those lines from games that people will constantly remember. Uh, Steve, you've played this one, right? I have played this one, yes. I absolutely adore Portal also. Um, I like an occasional pub puzzle game, but Portal doesn't really feel like a puzzle game. I mean, it, 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 that is exactly what it is, but it compels you through it with its set dressing and its really strange story um, that it doesn't feel like a chore at all. You're just very anxious to get to the next room because you want to see what other weird shit's going to happen. And it's a truly, truly funny game. Very witty. The writing in this game is fantastic. Um mm -hmm. Uh, and it's it's very it's quite meta as well you're you're playing a game that is sort of about a game kind of and glados yeah it's it's weird it's it's extremely well done stuff like the companion cube is super <laughs> bizarre but it works so well um yeah it's it's brilliant i absolutely love this game I, i've been tempted yeah. to go through it again quite recently actually because it's been a very long time since i played it but like playing this for the first time as well 14 years ago now which is terrifying the technology behind it was incredible it was the first yeah. time that it felt like a video game was like breaking the rules of physics and it was amazing. I could, you just put two portals next to each other and then drop something in the middle of it so that it like fell in one and came out of the other. And it's just like unbelievable physics. Just like, holy shit, how did they do this? And looking at a portal through a portal and seeing them go on forever, it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, brilliant stuff. So good. I remember the, the turrets that had personalities. That's right. And yeah. would, be, would be sad <laughs> if you turn them off or... Yeah, it's great. Um Rich, is this one you've played? I have played Portal, yes. Yeah. Um, not a great deal, and, and I won't lie, I'm I'm not typically much of a puzzler guy myself, and I remember getting very confused and very upset with this game, <laughs> and I just kind of quickly checked out and went back to an FPS. Um, yeah, I haven't got much to say outside of that, really. I just remember getting quite impatient and kind of lost in it. I, I appreciate the concept, I really did like the execution it was very very clever game design but it yeah it just kind of broke my brain a little bit um yeah it does it, but like part of the marketing of that game and it is said in the game a few times as well like now you're thinking with portals mm -hmm. it was my it was marketing but also the like one of the most satisfying things about that game is it does break your head mm -hmm. but there's a point where it kind of tips over and you lit you do start thinking uh that way and you start to understand the game and it's yeah yeah i mean i do appreciate they kind of tried to fold it into the whole half-life universe i mean 
I played Half-Life on the Dreamcast just the other day, but yeah, I can't speak for Portal. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it confused me, but I respect it. I do really, really respect what they um, what they pulled off with that. It's uh, it's another one that is available on, on Xbox via backwards compatibility, so if it's okay. ever cheap enough, then I would definitely suggest. Because maybe, you know, years years on, you might find it better to go through. Possibly. Um, it's, it's I would say, quite... although it's a puzzle game, I think it's worth going through and just use a guide to get stuck. Because mm. yeah. it's just really well written and it's worth seeing through to the end. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. I agree, okay. yeah. Just to listen and to Glavis' maybe, insults, maybe basically. Yeah. That's, uh... and, oh, yeah. and to get to the cake part, which yeah. all of the mm-hmm. all of the impact will now be completely gone, completely extracted from as the internet actually just beat the funny out of that entirely. Like, yeah. the cake is a lie. That, is that just, was great. Like, it was amazing yeah. at the time, but now, yeah. yeah. And the song, the song, the song at the end, great. still alive. The song at the I've end. Heard. I've heard. I've heard. Yes. Yeah. I know the song. There's yeah. a great I, song. I think, I think even if it's uh, quite... No, difficult as a puzzle game for people who are not that much into puzzle games. It's worth it for um, the realization of what the story is and what happens. And it is quite dark. It, it right? is. It is actually. When you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it is yeah. dark. Portal Two doubles down on that too. <laughs> even yeah. even darker. <laughs> yeah. But Portal Two is, I, I think Portal it's is amazing. It. It like is, yeah. you know, Portal yeah. One set it up and portal 2 knocked it out of the park did, yeah. like completely mm-hmm. and i'm always always wanting a portal 3 now like i will forever want yeah. a third game because of that so yeah uh all right then so game changer uh, <laughs> straight in there casey yep game yeah. changer <laughs> game changer rich it, it would be this? rude for me to say anything less i'm gonna be really charitable again not played too much <laughs> of it but i can objectively see what impact it had so i'll say game changer yeah i think its impact is undeniable it's completely impacted other games going forward it, it kind of spouted it sprouted a whole genre like there was stuff like um was it called quantum there's <sighs> a game <laughs> huh? break leap break yeah <laughs> not quantum break no there, really? yeah. quantum leap. conundrum That's a very yes there's there's a lot of them and they're still being made today like they, they, yeah. they, it basically did create a genre i mean for better or worse as well because some of them are you know portal clones that pale in comparison but the whole idea of how a, a puzzle game with a now na- with a narrator is sort of only exists because of portal and there are a lot of games that basically mm. have glados in them they're just not mm-hmm. called that and they're not voiced by the same person so yeah definite huge 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 impact yeah so game changer it is another one awesome all right let's uh let's swiftly move on to the next game on the list which is bioshock which is one of those games that i'm surprised released in 2007 like mm. it, i don't know where, where i would have placed this but when i thought of 2007 i didn't think of bioshock um a huge game though right steve yeah, massive. Yeah, um, I'm also surprised to see this in 2007. This feels like a early 2010s game to me, but mm. crazy. Another one that looked incredible at the time. Uh, although it came out on the 360, didn't it? Yeah, 360 yeah, PS3 but it had, PC had a lot of issues on the 360, if I remember rightly, because like I play, I played it on the PC, and this thing was a like a, a system hog. And I think the 360 version had a bit of an issue because of that. Like it made the 360 chug 
if I remember rightly. Mm. But yeah, fantastic game. Really awesome graphics, really unique gameplay in the vein of the of the System Shocks beforehand. We should say this is a spiritual successor to the System Shock games, not a direct sequel. Um, yeah. Whoever's listening to this knows what Bioshock is. We don't need to explain it, do we? It's uh, objectivism uh, under the water. Right? Go. That covers it, right? Yeah, I think that covers it. There's uh, big guys in weird suits protecting little freaky girls who mm. try to take your blood with needles that's right well no 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 yeah. no they tried they tried to take the uh the potion out out of you what's what's it called that's right i don't know what it's called I can't remember. should have should have done some research probably should have done yeah. Uh, um, but yeah it's like a again kind of like a semi open world but very claustrophobic because you're in an underwater city yeah. that's under domes and glass tubes and stuff and it's a city that you stumble across accidentally, right? It's a plane crash. You have a plane and crash. And you find yeah, you get... a tower in the middle of the ocean. And mm-hmm. there's this guy called Andrew Ryan who's barking some uh, objectivist nonsense at you as you descend down into his utopia, um, his his capitalist utopia where everything's unchecked and un regulated which a lot of people very sadly think is really cool and completely missed the point of like completely missed the message behind like a lot of people went out and bought atlas shrugged after this and and got interested in in uh in ayn rand it's like guys did you not play oh the game oh like the game the game is trying to tell you something this is bad these things are bad <laughs> no um yeah. but yeah basically everything went to shit because everything everyone could do whatever they wanted and it all went to shit um, with mm-hmm. big monsters called Big Daddies in the diving suits and splicers and yeah, great stuff. Yeah, and probably one of the most memorable opening hours of a video game ever. That plane crash, finding the lighthouse, going down into the city in the little diving thing like when you first go down you see the city ahead of you and the whales going past it mm-hmm. it is just it's an amazing it amazing is. experience yeah. you can never forget that so fantastic um and i remember the is it like the uh the party there's like it, it, everything went to shit on new year's eve That's right? right and yeah. there's like a new year's eve party that you come across and there's all these like cups and glasses strewn about the place mm-hmm. and the banners are hanging from the like hanging down from the ceiling and there's blood everywhere and it's like what the hell happened here it is just so atmospheric and it it like brings you in from the off and makes you want to find out what happened in this city and what's going on um is yeah, very, very and good. obviously there's the audio logs as well scattered about all over the place because apparently mm-hmm. ev- everyone in Rapture recorded themselves on dictaphones, I don't know, but that's yeah. how the story sort of unfolds or you learn about the lives of these people uh, in this utopia, which is not all it was cracked up to be um, horrendous stories of, you know inequality and, and stuff like that um, but mm. really, uh, really atmospheric, and also stories about like from like the engineers of the place and understanding how they built the underwater city. So it's kind of it had a real like sort of sci-fi bent to it as well. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Rich, is this a game that you have played? I've never played the first two, but I've played Infinite uh, through to the end, and I absolutely loved it. And I, yeah, I need to play the first two games because I really yeah. was enamoured with that title. So wow, it's weird how I've not gone back. Um, so no, I, I've had no experience with this at all, um, other than seeing 
screenshots and footage. Um, but I'm I'm going to now. Definitely, I'm going to. I I've you not should. looked where it, what what it's currently at on the uh, Xbox Store. I know it's on Switch mm. now. Fantastic, but um, I'll have a look and I will have a play. It's often quite cheap, like because it's got the collection now, which is one, two, and infinite. And yes. I think the last time I saw it on sale, it was like seven ninety nine. Oh, so ridiculous! Yeah, so it's well worth it if you can if you can find it at that price. I mean, at any price, it's great, but like at eight quid, that's a yeah, bargain that's really for, for the games that you get for that. Mm. Um, Casey, any memories, thoughts about Bioshock? Yeah, I've played the first one a little bit. Uh, but I, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Uh, I didn't play it all the way through for some reason, and I never went back for yeah. some reason as well. <laughs> but it, it is one of the games that is in my backlog to one day complete. But I, I know I, re- I remember playing it and enjoying it, uh, but I didn't really get too much into it to really say that I loved it or, you know, mm. it. I remember it being quite good, and I know the. The, the reception was excellent. People really enjoyed it and consider it maybe a game changer, perhaps. Maybe. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I can't say I can say that I feel the same because uh, I didn't really have that much experience with it. Fair. Okay. Um, in that case, Casey, would, would you say this was just a game? I mean, for me, yes. But mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently, uh, I, I, think, I think it's a little bit more than that. Okay. Uh, for... Because of its its weight and its importance to people in general, I think. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, you so you're saying me? it's it, it's a, a game a game changer in Probably. overall. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> a light game changer, then perhaps, <laughs> as Rich might put it. Um, <laughs> Rich, where where are you putting this on the scale? Um. Ooh. I. I almost want to say like Game Changer, <laughs> like you just said. Um, I mean, it's currently in my PayPal basket, so clearly it's done something right. Uh, eight ninety nine bargain. Oh, it's eight ninety nine. Yeah, that's all right. That's well, CD keys. <laughs> um, all good. Yeah. So no, I'm gonna say Game Changer. Yeah, why not? So why not? You've got a lot. To, you've got a lot of games to play now. Yeah. And hope maybe so you'll good. find some what more. What a year! By the time well, I'm almost wrapping up Yakuza now, so I've got something else oh, yeah. to uh, there you go. dive into nice. and get lost in. Nice. Um, Steve, where would you put this? Um, it's tough because it ain't perfect. There's a lot There's a lot wrong with it. Um, I think a lot of pe- people forget just how much as they dropped when they got to Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite. There's a lot of bloat in this game. Um, so uh, I think light game changer might be right. I think, that's, I think that's just about right. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd agree. I mean, it's it's influenced story-driven games going forward and, and the way that you... Uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm forgetting. What, I've had like half a glass of wine and my uh, grasp of the English vocabulary has dropped out of my head. Okay. Um, yeah, but it gives you a way to um, imbue your character with, you know, enhancements. Yes. And, and by no means is it the first game to do that, but it's one of the first that does it in a way that is... I don't know, it, 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 it's something you can do as and when throughout the game, right? So you can go up to vending machines and get yes. enhancements to help you out and stuff. And, and a lot of games do that now. Um, and this is one of the first, I think, that it's almost, really took that. 
it's you you could almost say that it was like diegetic like in where in other games you'd go into a menu and you'd click plus next to an ability and then you'd get that ability whereas in this game it's mm-hmm. a vending machine and it's a custom bottle that re- that resembles the power and then you no 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 that's infinite isn't it no you you inject it in this game right that's mm-hmm. how it works yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i think so yeah, yeah. yeah. it's injectables yeah and they don't always last either do they so you have to go back and get another one some of them yeah. are like temporary boosts that you can get but it's yeah it's 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 the way that it mixed a bunch of different genres together to create this like atmospheric interesting world that had lots of different features and yeah like you said there's there's some bloat to it but even with the bloat, it's still a very memorable game. And even if you only remember the first hour of it, it's an hour of a game oh, yeah. you will never yeah. forget. Oh yeah. So and then um, and then when you get far enough to get to the the bunny was it the bunny guy or the guy who puts people in cement? Do you remember that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. 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 So yeah, uh, like game. I mean, like game changer is still a game changer at the end of the day. But like game changer, it is. So we're we're all game changers so far. Um, let's see if what we can year. change that with the next one. And the next game is Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii. Rich, yeah, coming to you first. Brilliant. Played this one. Brilliant, brilliant yeah, game. Um, love it. Obviously played it recently on the Switch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite games on the Wii. Um, just gorgeous. Um, to me. Yeah, it, it was a really worthy successor to uh, Mario 64. Um, we'll forget Sunshine never existed because it's trash. Um, it's beautiful. Just wonderful score. I mean, I think it was just the first like properly orchestrated you know, Mario game with a full-blown orchestra. I just love the, uh, the production of this game. I think it's not always ideal for someone with a weak stomach i know it made my uh, my other half quite sick running around just the camera panning around and it just was a bit bleh after a while because obviously everything's spherical it's uh mm-hmm. yeah not good if you're a uh, motion sick um but it's it's, it's just absolutely charming it i've not necessarily always been the the biggest mario guy but I would say I'd still say Mario sixty four is my favourite, but there's something very special about this. It, it it looks stunning on the Wii. It still looks stunning now. It completely holds up on the uh, on the remasters. Um, yeah. I don't know what much more you can say about Mario game. Really, I find them quite simple. Really, in a way. Um, but yeah, I, just, I the this yeah the actual sensation of launching from planet to planet through the stars, shaking the Wiimotes, just was. It was incredible at the time. It really, you felt really quite liberated and free, like you were just flying through space. It, it's one of those few really, truly satisfying experiences I've had on the Wii. I think looking in hindsight, it's there were a lot of shallow experiences on that console, but Galaxy was very, very special. Um, and it's one of the true great games on the Wii. Um, I don't think there's as many as what people think. Um, yeah, it's a absolutely stunning game. It really is. Um, I need to actually finish it off on the on the Switch. I've not played as much as I uh, have been meaning to. Mm, so, definitely should. Yeah, it's it's surprising how, like you said, how well it holds up. Like mm. it, it looks very similar to Odyssey as yeah. compared to the other games in the 3D All Stars collection. It yeah. is very nice to look at. Um, yeah. you could believe it was made for the modern era mm-hmm. and not 
14 years ago. Um, Casey, have you played this one? Yep, yep. Love it, mm-hmm. love it very much. I, I, Contrary to Rich, I'm not a, ba- a big fan of 64. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, never really understood. I, I mean, I understand why people, uh, you know, think highly of it, but... I, I never really. I've tried it in the the switch on the switch as well with the the collection, but I again, uh, I will get around to finishing it one day. But um, you know, I tried it for a little bit and went back to Galaxy because I just absolutely mm. love that game. It's brilliant, brilliant. Um, I would say it's probably second only to Wii Sports uh, on the Wii. As a <laughs> I'm joking, but maybe I'm not. Um, <laughs> no, I can understand that. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> That's a game changer right there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mario Galaxy, I, I remember it blew my mind. Uh, not really because it was like, you know, if you if you had played 64 at that time, there's not really that much of a, an innovation, I think. You, you've got the spherical, the spherical worlds. You've got the... No, the the Wii mode motion that everyone hates, including myself. But and now that I've played on the Switch, I try to avoid that. Try to, but you, you still have to do it somewhat with the the Pro Controller or the the Switch mm. itself. But um, at the time and even now, I it I love all all about it. The the ambience, the the music is excellent. It's spectacular. Just like Rich said, I think it was the first, at least in platformers, probably the first one with a full orchestral um, soundtrack. Yep. I mm-hmm. think I can't remember anything before Galaxy. I think you might be right. Implemented. The Gusty Gardens like, is like one of my favorite pieces of gaming music of all time. It's that amazing, is gorgeous yeah, piece of music. For sure, I love it. For sure, love it. Yeah. So all about it, uh, and even the the smaller worlds and the smaller challenges. There's quite a bit of a variety as well, so you never really grow tired of playing the game. You know, you're not doing the same things over and over, so I think that's also part of the the experience. There's a story there as well uh, that gets quite emotional in parts. If you think about it, the the whole, you know, it's not something that matters too much but it's a mario game but there's a story in there as well it's emotional um and i think it's my favorite mario game of all time Mm. gosh yeah i can see why it's uh it's an incredible game and it introduces to rosalina and luna luma Mm. who are great characters Mm. and they are my go-to well rosalina is my go-to in mario kart 8 all the time love Rosalina, only amiibo I don't currently have and regret not having bought, <laughs> and I'm gutted because I want them on my shelf. Um, Steve, have you played Super Mario Galaxy? I have played Super Mario Galaxy. However, I played it for the first time when I bought the uh, the remaster on Switch, so I didn't play mm. this at the time. Uh, I can confirm it is very good, however. I've not played all of it. I really should go back and finish it because it is fantastic. It still looks brilliant. It is... You know, it feel it feels like a new game to play. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine it was particularly impressive when it uh, when it came out all that time ago. Um, especially since it came after the uh, unmitigated, embarrassing piece of shit that was Sunshine. Um, it was really, really, really bad. <laughs> <it's> terrible. 
but yeah, it's it's fun. Mario games are fun. They're satisfying, and you could, I don't know. I feel like I can just sit there and and just play them. I don't know. It's hard to describe. They're very they're very mm. they know they know what they're doing over at Nintendo. If you know if you noticed that. They make, mm-hmm. they make good games um, so yeah, yeah I should go back and play more of this but yeah it's it's very good I feel with, with Casey on the podcast and I don't know how controversial this will be Mario or Sonic Casey oh you're asking me <laughs> I, I'm going to ask everybody but I'm going to start with you what would you choose if you had to given all the games that are in both franchises if you could only choose one to play forevermore Mario or Sonic? I mean, I, I'd go with Sonic because you know, I'm I'm a big Sonic fan, sure. and I would I would have the the 16-bit games and Sonic Adventure, so I I would be good and Mania. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Uh, but I I can understand then that uh, especially in 3D times, Mario is yeah. is the superior franchise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. It is. You know, Nintendo knows or know what they're do- they're doing with the character. They they know how to make a fun and good Mario game, whereas Sonic Team <laughs> and Sega are all over the place. They've put themselves in a place where they have these all these fringes of Sega and Sonic fans that like all different things because they've kept experimenting with the character, and so you know you can't please everyone now because some want a new forces some want a new adventure some want uh, shadow whatever <laughs> and um yeah at least we've got mania that's mm. true what i'm gonna say yeah that's true steve sonic or mario um i always worry about sounding like i'm just dissing sonic i like i'm a big sonic fan i absolutely i grew up with sonic i absolutely love sonic however the reality of the situation is there are more bad sonic games than there are good ones at this point so i can only i have to say mario really yeah Yeah. i don't feel good about it though no i mean mario like they've just released the remaster of um super mario 3d world which was missed out on by many people because the Wii U sold so poorly and is actually an incredibly good Mario game. Um, it is. One yeah. of the best, in fact, probably up there with the likes of Galaxy. Really? It's, it's, a diff- it's very different to Galaxy, but it's it's uh, for multiplayer, it's great. Like, for having four people play that is so, so much So I've fun. never played it before, um, and I'm not sure whether or not it would work as a sing- single-player game or not. It does. It, does. it definitely yeah, does, but it does. it's more it's more fun with more people. Okay. It gets crazy with four people. Okay. But it is a very good single-player game as well. You can have a lot of fun with it. And the Bowser's Fury stuff they've added is very, very good too. So, um, But Rich, I know this is going to be difficult for you. Sonic, Sonic or Mario? Sonic, hands down. That's who, that's who I grew up with. And I'd be honest, I mean, it's controversial, but I've never actually ever enjoyed a 2D Mario game. <laughs> I only really cared about Mario when Mario 64 came out, which just blew my mind. Um Sonic that was like my childhood from the first time I played him on the Mega Drive to the Saturday morning cartoon yeah always going to be Sonic yeah yeah Yeah. I I, I agree that uh, 2D Sonic is you know superior to 2D Mario yeah Yeah, I think that's fair I was about to say we we, we shouldn't compare the Sonic cartoon uh, with the Mario one that was I mean I say cartoon 
yeah, not great. Um, what, what about the movies? <laughs> the Sonic movie with the Mario. Movie? I, I I will def- I defend the Mario movie to the to I the hill. Like the I think that's like unfairly treated, but yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the Sonic movie is definitely better, but yeah, the Mario movie gets treated very yeah. very unfairly. I must say, it gets treated very unfairly with good reason. Like I I, yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like I like it too. But come on, Rich. <laughs> I think it's an easy it's an easy punching bag. I think it's actually quite decent. But the Sonic movie succeeds in being a Sonic yeah. movie. The Mario movie yeah. succeeds in being Blade a really weird ass Great. sci-fi like movie. Avant <laughs> avant-garde experimental movie. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um I mean I'm I, I, I'm gonna say Mario and only because I grew up with Mario and not Sonic, and I think I've just enjoyed Mario overall. I've there's been Sonic games that I've loved. Sonic Adventure 2 being one of them, but I didn't grow up with the 2D Sonic games and I've never really gotten them that much. So I think that Mario is always going to be where I, where my heart is at as much as I love uh, love Sonic as well to a degree. Uh, but we're split down the middle, which is pretty good. Half and half. Half and half. That's okay. Um, but on the subject of Super Mario Galaxy then, where does it stand? Is it is it a game changer, Casey? I mean, I... I, I th- <laughs> yeah. So game changer. What is a game changer? Um... You got me there. You got me there. Tough, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say yes, uh, as I thought about this before the the, the recording. I, I I thought I was gonna say yes, but I, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say it's a game changer because it's a really really good 3D platformer and a really really good 3D Mario game. Um, whether or not it's that revolutionary, it's you know it's debatable, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it is a pretty good. And it, we all agreed that uh, they did something new with the soundtrack and the feel of it, mm. the whole setting in space as well. So maybe, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll go with Game Changer. Yeah. Cool. I've made up my mind. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, Rich, what about you? Yeah, Game Changer for me. I, I think it did something quite nice and different for like, the 3D platformer in general. And I think it was one of the real like shining lights on the Wii, which, to be honest, was, for all intents and purposes, quite a dumping ground for a lot of shit. And uh, mm. yeah, I just found um, Galaxy just a very, very special game. Um, yeah, it, it's a game changer without a doubt. Nice, Steve. Um, I mean, I haven't played nearly as much of it um, as these two, so. I think I'm. I think I'm happy to go along with them. Uh, I will trust their opinion and say yes. Okay. Let's call it a game changer. A game changer it is. I, d- I don't think we've had a run like this of no, game changers mm. ever. Strong year. Very strong year. Yeah. Um, now, is this going to be the game that breaks it? Because this is a slightly divisive game coming up, and that is the first game in the Assassin's Creed mm. franchise, uh, which is aptly called Assassin's Creed uh, came out this year Xbox uh, 360 PS3 uh, Steve Assassin's Creed come on Assassin's Creed talk to me I played a lot of Assassin's Creed and it was very very good I thought it had a lot of crit- this game was huge in the marketing before it came out it it built itself as being a game set in the medieval middle east and you were an assassin that could that could parkour everyone loved parkour in 2007 
This was a game yeah. where... Parkour. Yeah, exactly. And this this <laughs> game had had the parkours in it, so it got everyone very excited. Um, but it was also the prospect of like stalking your targets from rooftops and you know stealthing around a busy, bustling city, unseen, blending into crowds and stuff like that. The final game wasn't quite that in the end. It was a, it was much simpler than than it appeared, and also it had the um, the what's the what's the machine called the animus. It had the animus stuff. The in animus, it. yeah. So it was like twenty five percent sci fi. 75% which I didn't like um, but I still really liked it I think I liked it because of the technology it was very impressive at the time but it mm. ultimately it came down to the parkour was holding three buttons and forward and you would just do it you would just jump over the rooftops and climb stuff and I never thought that the stealth was quite good enough and it's one of those classic games where you play it and you're like the sequel will be much better they'll refine this and that's exactly what they did like the following games were much better but it was a it was a technologically speaking it was a solid groundwork for the series yeah and it was uh, it's one of those games that mixes a lot of genres and ideas together to form something else right like you said there's this there's the stealth there's the idea of having like a, a sci-fi element to mm-hmm. it. There's the uh, parkour. There's the open world city kind of story. It, it, it did a lot yeah. in one game yeah. at that time. I mean, like you said, the future games did way more, but this one was uh, a, it a also, good starting point. I don't, know if sure. you, I don't know if this would hold back if you go back now, but at the time as well, it felt very authentic in its, in its history as well. It felt like a very yeah. authentic depiction of history. It wasn't, it wasn't a Hollywoodized version of it. It felt kind of gross and a dirty and stuff which was cool and yeah. unique unfortunately the hollywood version of assassin's creed felt very much hollywoodized and pretty <laughs> awful um casey have you played assassin's creed uh i haven't played the first one now okay yeah. um and assassin's creed is like is one of those franchises that i think i would enjoy i would probably love if i played it more um never played the first one uh, i think i've played a little bit of odyssey mm-hmm. the greek greek yeah. one right yeah. one set in greece yeah i played a bit of that uh but um never really got that invested in this franchise so i haven't i don't have much to say but i know how big uh, it became and i think with good reason as well uh, the concept of it is something that I, I think I would enjoy if I actually got into it. So another one mm. to add to the backlog. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of story there. Like if you if you went through all those games, it's it's yeah. yakuza like in the in the amount of story there is available, especially the later games, where they mm. have the RPG elements like Odyssey and Origins and Valhalla. There's like a huge amount of game there. The 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 uh, the earlier games not so much, but there is a big. The, the, it's it's a story based game, right? Like there's a lot going on. Um, and the fact that they all interlink and it creates this huge over overarching storyline, which is overall the yeah. games is pretty. Yeah, they've cool. kind of they've kind of mm-hmm. uh, reduced the animus stuff as time's gone on. Yes. I would I would prefer that they just stopped doing it. Per personally, I always felt like the most the most egregious one for me was uh, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, one of the best pirate games ever made. Um, but it keeps interrupting you with pesky animus sci-fi stuff. And I just, I just wish <laughs> that they would just make a historical game. I think it would be stronger for yeah. it. But that's uh, that's always been its uh, 
it's shtick, I guess, is yeah. the is the fact that you're going back to people's uh, DNA ancestor memories because that's a thing you can do apparently. Um, Rich, have you played Assassin's Creed? Um, I've not played the first one. I think I played about twenty minutes, thirty minutes, the second game, and that is it for the entire franchise. I've never right. ever got on board of Assassin's Creed. Not really out of choice, not to make a statement. We just haven't gravitated towards it. And I wonder if it, I'm making a mistake, but I'm nothing's compelling me to. So I don't know. I don't know what it needs to do to to sell me on it. I, I just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a difficult one to get into. I mean, I'm I'm saying this knowing that you've got into Yakuza, which is incredibly difficult to get into, yeah. considering the number of games. But you you kind of blew through those, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Assassin's Creed now, there are just so many games. Most people would just start uh, like Odyssey or Valhalla yeah. because yeah. there's no point for a lot of people going back. But I feel like they'd be missing out because although yeah, the, the anima stuff isn't for everybody, I, d- I did quite like the story of Desmond. I quite liked that that was kind of interwoven in the original games. I think it was up to the... Was it Revelations, I think, that they, was the last of the of that kind of... Before they moved into Assassin's Creed 3 um and went to america and stuff but that was all kind of desmond was the mm. the modern day protagonist that you'd kind of follow um i liked that personally and i liked the interwoven story and i liked that they kind of followed through and it was very you know you, you get a lot of games that will go back and um change stuff from previous titles to make everything work and assassin's creed felt like it had like a story running through it um i don't know i i i like it but it's very very difficult to get into now i think there's just so many of them and that was a worry originally that that ubisoft, that ubisoft would milk it and they definitely did that they milked uh, assassin's creed for all it was worth um for better or worse uh but all right let's let's decide is this a game changer casey um i don't know from the standpoint of, of starting a franchise that is quite successful um, and although I, I do understand that maybe the second one and third one and so on improved upon the, the concept of the, the original one, I think it is a game changer in a way, yeah. Mm, okay. Steve, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I often say that sometimes it's a game changer for better or worse, and I think, you know, I don't I, I don't have a love affair with this game or anything, but all the same, I think it is undeniably a game changer because of just because of the effect that it had. I mean, climbing towers to reveal a map, a map filled with billions of icons that are activities that you can go and do. Parkour is definitely a game changer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a direct influence on Breath of the Wild, you know, which is crazy. Um, Rich, what would you say? I mean, I guess again, it's kind of rude to not say game changer because it's <laughs> it did start such a a massive, in some ways, influential series for better or worse. Um, yeah, I think it would be foolish to say anything less. Um, yeah, <laughs> can't okay. say fair on that really. Um, and I, I should really go back and try some of the older games. I I guess I'm missing out. Um, mm. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah, if you've got the time. Um, again, mm. they're games that go on sale fairly often on the Xbox. Oh, and yeah. while the first game is maybe not the best entry point for new people, uh, I'd say maybe two is perhaps because it improves so much. But anyway, 
give it a go if you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would agree. Game changer. It just it it's it's influenced so many games going forward that it's hard to say anything but game changer really. All right, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about two more games in depth, and then we're going to talk about a few bonus games. So the next game that we'll talk about in depth is Mass Effect, uh, which is an EA game that released on um, 360, PS3, I believe it released on PC. Uh, Rich, is Mass Effect a game that you've played? I've not played any Mass Effect game, I'm afraid. Not one. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of them, um, but that's about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much of an RPG for you? Yeah, is that kind of what you didn't guess. go for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where it loses me. That's fair. That's fair, Casey. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, on the same boat here. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I'm waiting for the the remastered collection or whatever. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. That's. I think that's out literally in the next few weeks. I think, mm. which is mm. pretty cool. Uh, from recording, I think we're recording at the end of April. So, there you go. Uh, Steve, Mass Effect. Yep, I love Mass Effect. Um, possibly one of the best game series ever. One mm-hmm. of. Um, right. I know that sounds like hyperbole, but I genuinely believe that. Ma- Mass Effect Two specifically is a is a is right. an excellent game, brilliant game. Mm. Uh, just in terms of like weaving gameplay and story and how well presented it is, but also the lore. Like Mass Effect's strongest part is 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 the lore, is the world building and and the lore and the history like there is a codec in that game that you can go through i don't remember if this is true for all of them but at least in the first one and the codec is fully voiced and when you stumble across new concepts it adds an entry to the codex you can go listen to a a really well acted voice explain the concept to you and man you can just go deep in that game you can learn so much history about all of the species and how the mass effect relays came about and how mankind reached out to the stars it's great it feels like when you when you when you play these games it feels like you're reading a really good book and that's what i like about them a really good book that you sometimes have to put down to shoot people yes (laughs) that's true it's it's a great game. I mean, there are there are parts of it that maybe are not so great and got um, refined later. Like I think, is it the Mako, the uh, the vehicle? Yeah, drive? the Mako sucks. Yeah, so I, they improved it, right? In later games or removed it entirely? I can't they remember. did. The, the, the yeah, the first game is is a little bit rough around the edges for sure. Um, there's a mm. lot of bad load times, but they were doing something really new with this like fully voiced sci-fi rpg so you know it was yeah. a bit creaky it was a bit wobbly but what they nailed they they really really nailed yeah it was like it was world spanning as well wasn't it so you would go to multiple yeah. planets yeah. space stations yeah. there's a lot to to do and I, I believe in the original game there was like you scanned planets and stuff from orbit right and then it was yeah or was it to that, find was that to too... find minerals? No, I think it was in all of them yeah. that you find the minerals. Right. But yeah, you can go to like random planets in the. This is one of the parts where it was a bit lackluster because they said like you can explore the solar system, um, but then you go to planets and it's all sort of like procedurally generated. But all of the aliens you see are just variations on the same monkey creature. Like, oh, the mm. monkeys on this planet are blue. That's different. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was still cool because it was still really different and it yeah. felt really epic and big and huge and awesome. 
yeah really good characters and there was like proper moral choices in this game right yes. the, you, the, the what you decide what you chose the different branching paths in the conversations you went down the different actions you took would affect what happened later on in the game yeah they had like a definitely um, more so in in two and three but one for sure had that too yes they they had the you could either be a paragon or a renegade yeah. um if you do good things you're a paragon bad things you're a renegade so you weren't evil you were just you know you bent you bent the rules to get to get things done and sometimes yeah. there were prompts where you could interrupt cutscenes by pulling the renegade button um and that would be <laughs> stuff like you you could just like you're talking to someone and if it comes up and you press it you just punch them in the face so <laughs> being a renegade was so really, really you're not evil game. just a jerk yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah but it's very cool. I think Mass Effect 1 is the only Mass Effect game I finished. I got fairly far into, but never quite finished it for... Again, very good game. I think I just got I think I got sidetracked, and I never played 3. I think because there was a lot of controversy around 3 at the time. I think people weren't happy with the ending and stuff. And I remember, I remember seeing it and then just going, I'm going to wait. And I believe they fixed it later. Well, but... fixed it. I mean, that's that's uh, that's subjective. Uh, a lot of people were really... Right. I mean, spoilers for Math, uh, Mass Effect 3, but the, the, the ending was... A, it felt a little bit rushed. The presentation of it felt a bit rushed, but also pe- people were very cross with the story because they mm. basically shut down the Mass Effect relays and societies don't mix anymore and you can't travel across the solar system anymore so it had kind of a downer kind of feel to it um and they went back and fixed it by changing that so that they were repairing the relays so that everyone could get back to get together again which i think kind of sucks because you know early example of a story being changed because fans got annoyed yeah uh, sometimes, fair enough, I mean, the Sonic movie, people got annoyed at the design of Sonic and changed it for the better. But yeah, if you get annoyed at the director's vision for a story, fans don't really have the right to demand that stuff like that is changed because that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just my point of view anyway. But yeah, Mass Effect, game changer, Rich? I'm actually just going to say, I'm going to say game because I can't really, okay. I don't know. It's not ever left an impression on me i i can't speak for the real the, the the reach that it had and the influence it had on the industry and other games i know it's a, a very popular series but other than that no I, i'm gonna say a, a solid game cool uh casey i mean i i i think i'm gonna go with the same um direction as as assassin's creed it's quite popular as steve said and uh, i know that from not from playing the game but from watching some some gameplay footage and some articles that were uh, written about it i think it tried some new stuff mm-hmm. um and as the series went on it uh you improved upon it so i think game changer from for that reason as well just to be consistent cool okay steve um i think also game changer i mean if i was just going off my own personal opinion i would say that easily but i think it is also justifiable things like the dialogue wheel were they that started in mass effect i know that's not a huge deal but you know a lot of games do that now um but yeah it's it's a big series hopefully it's going to come back after the stumble that was andromeda but yeah 
game changer. Mm. Uh, there are people who like Andromeda. I, th- I, th- I think it got a bad rap because of a lot of the graphical issues that it suffered. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not. It's certainly not the best Mass Effect game, but I know a lot of people who do still enjoy it for what it is. But uh, Mass Effect 1-wise... Yeah, game changer for sure. It 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 uh, it did a lot that the other games take on board now. So I think that it's definitely a game changer, which makes it another game changer on our list. And we've only got one more game to go to discuss game changer status. Um, so maybe we can make it a full house, which is something we've never ever done before. Let's see. Uh, our last game on the list is Uncharted, oh, which no. was a PS3 exclusive. It's not a full house. Oh no. Oh. It, so this is not a game changer, you know. What's what's that? What? No, sorry. Continue. Carry on. <laughs> no, go 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 for it, Steve. Let let us have it. Um, Uncharted, Uncharted Two is fantastic. Uncharted One is terrible. I mean, terrible is a strong opinion. Can you can you tell us um, why it's terrible? So there's a bit there's a bit in this. So okay, towards this, like at the very start of the game, there's a bit where you have to shoot some guys, right? And then that continues for however long the game lasts. <laughs> sure. So yeah, the 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 gunplay is like a huge part of it, and it does intrude on every aspect of the game. I do agree. But come on, it it has some amazing parts. Of it like it's not just those things. It's not just gunfights constantly. Okay. There are like it. It also has very good cutscenes. And, vo- and mm-hmm. very likable characters, um, Nolan North, um, Nathan Drake, rather, is what I was supposed to say. Um, <laughs> very likable, and that's all very well done. But, pl- man, playing that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy... I, I do get that the gunfights were too much. Like, there was too many of them. And at some points, it was annoying but overall, I felt that game was great. Casey, have you played Uncharted? Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. See, Steve. I should be clear. I should be clear. I'm a big fan of the series. I think two onwards. Of, yeah. I think they are like peak video games. They are so well done. They're brilliant. First one. I mean, there's there's an argument that three isn't fantastic, but I do not agree with that argument. I don't know where that comes from. I, I don't know why people say that. From me, it comes from me. <laughs> 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 I, I don't think I don't think three is bad either. I think it's just not that groundbreaking as two was. It's true, mm. it's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, there are some annoying parts, like the the drugged up parts where you everything is you know hazy and stuff. But um, I I like three as well. But uh, back to one, the only thing that bothered me at the time was the the zombies that you spoilers find. Oh at some yeah, point. yeah. Which are right. not really zombies, but the, the you know, they got infected with something from the the El Dorado or something. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Uncharted, uh, the first one. Obviously, two is my favorite in the whole series. Mm-hmm. Four is probably the best game in the series. Not gonna argue with that, but two is my favorite hands down. Uh, and I think it's you know for most people it's the, their favorite as well. But one is very enjoyable. I I think it's like um like we said for Mass Effect, like we said for Assassin's Creed, it's the the start of a of a, a franchise of a series, and they actually fixed some of the issues that the first one had later on. Um, 
but um, it's got a, a very enjoyable story, characters, uh, the the whole mocap thing that I don't think uh, had ever been done with that depth before mm-hmm. in any game. You know, every character, every uh, you know, even minor characters were uh, a big part of of the, the 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 story and how they approached it. Yeah. Um, the characters are likable, just like Steve said. All of them, even the ones that you don't like, you kind of mm-hmm. you know, kind of enjoy uh, watching the interactions between uh, Nathan Drake and, and the, the the enemies and stuff. But um, I don't know if the final boss, the final enemy, the the one that you know sticks out until the end, is the most. Um, I, it was a little bit of a curveball for me at the time, I think, story-wise, that hmm. that guy was uh, the guy that you had to, to fight in the end. But, um, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a pretty good game. Not really amazing like 2, but pretty good game. Really enjoyable and yeah. the start of something special. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the start. I mean, if... If it wasn't a great game, we wouldn't have got two and three. People would not have bought it, not have played, not have enjoyed it. You know, yeah, so... it is absolutely the start of some something special for sure. That's definitely true. Rich, I mean, I know you're not really a PlayStation person, and this is a PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. Have you played this one? I have not played a single second of the entire Uncharted series. Well, um, I guess the nearest I got was playing the the recent Tomb Raider games, which I feel probably kind of were influenced somewhat buy them what with all the set mm-hmm. pieces and uh but yeah i've never touched a single game they look fun for the most part but they yeah they completely passed me by wow mm. it is weird actually because uncharted is un- undoubtedly influenced by tomb raider and then new tomb raider is undoubtedly influenced mm. by uncharted so it's uh <laughs> just kind yeah. of going around in a nice circle there um but yeah, I mean, this, I mean, not only did the first Uncharted game start a series which has spawned amazing, I mean, even the side stories to this game, even The Lost Legacy, even Golden Abyss, m- maybe not Golden Abyss so much, but definitely Lost Legacy, they are great games. And I mean, I'm going to, uh, Stephen and Casey, I mean, I think, Casey, you've said what your order is, but for Uncharted games, the main line one to four, I would say it's two, four, one, and three is how I would order them, from best to best to worst. Steve? Um, I don't know. I'd pr- it's probably... Um, three and two, I think, are interchangeable for me. So it's it's four, three, two, Oof. one, but three and two can swap over. There's a bit in three, right? Every- everyone loves the train in two, right? And it is great, okay? Um, and they mm-hmm. don't have anything like that in three, but there is a bit where you fight on a ship as it sinks in real time. And people don't give that game enough credit for that because that is really fucking impressive. If you go back and play that now, it is still... I, I don't know how they did it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I love 3, uh, but I'm not saying it's better than 2. 3 and 2 are interchangeable. I think I didn't... The reason I didn't like 3 is they sidetracked really good characters from 2 that people really liked. Like, Chloe became just like a... Like, she was there occasionally, but she was like one mm-hmm. of the best characters. And... There was this whole supernatural element that they brought into it that, you know, in the other games, everything was explainable and it was, you know, they, they were going after supernatural artifacts and stuff, but there was never like proper supernatural. It was like the zombies that you mentioned. It was explainable. There was a reason for think, it. But three had actual well, sci-fi it? supernatural I shit at I the end. Yeah, it did. did. did it? 
It did. It definitely did. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't supernatural in the end. Yeah. You, you, they kind of explain. You're it, hallucinating. Right? I think is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Maybe. The, I, maybe. Is, I just isn't it? Pick up isn't it part, like a, some sort of a, a, a substance that okay. the, they use? That they are magicians, but not <laughs> yes, really. I think. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I don't think. Yeah. Maybe I should. No. Maybe I should replay three. Maybe I need to give it a fair <laughs> shake. But um, Casey, go on. Yeah. What's your order? Uh, probably two, four, three, two, one. What? Wait, no, two, <laughs> four, two three, one. <laughs> <laughs> I love two so much. Uh, two, four, three, one. Probably. Okay. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Sure. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. But you know, not not only did the Uncharted, not only did Uncharted one spawn the Uncharted series, it also spawned Naughty Dog as this massive powerhouse of a developer yeah. who now go on to create emotionally charged graphically Im- super impressive game series you know they've, they've given us not only uncharted but the last of us and the last of us is arguably a better experience i mean Unchar- I, to Different. me the last of us and the last Different of us experience. 2 are absolutely incredible games yeah. It's Sorry. it's spawned a whole different genre i think as well of mm. narrative uh third person games uh, they they started with crash they had a uh, jack and dexter in the jack games which were amazing uh as platformers but then with uncharted they took it to a whole new level and for better or worse as well because not everyone enjoys that style of of game mm-hmm. with all the the set pieces and the the so story heavy as well but for people who enjoyed it those kinds of games like we do i think it's great yeah all right then let's uh let's see if this is going to be another game changer or not steve i mean it's a game changer it's fine i i <laughs> i have fun uh shitting on the first one and, and and i think i i think i have legitimate reasons to not like the first one however it is it is a game changer still rich i'm, I'm coming to you knowing that you've not played it but yeah but what do you think Again, like a lot of the games we've discussed um, in this episode, I just feel like I can see the influence of it. And it obviously yeah. influenced the two major games, the most recent ones, which I love very, very much. So mm-hmm. for that, I'll I'll give it a game changer. Yeah, why not? Lovely. Lovely. Casey? Yep. Hands down. Hands down. Great. Uh, and I agree. Game changer for sure. Uh, for what it brought to the industry as a whole, and I mean, man, I love the Uncharted games, so yeah. love them, and they did the they did the remasters on the PS4, which I've yet to play, and I really should. Do you uh, go through do you remember that? Again. Yeah. Do you remember that bit in the first one where all those guys try and shoot you? Uh huh. Oh, great stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, that is a DCY first. Every game that we've discussed has been a game changer. That is crazy. That cements wow. 2007 as the best year in gaming ever, apparently. <laughs> ever. So <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, best year ever. Uh, we do have... So we did three games at the beginning that we kind of discussed together, and we're going to do the same at the end with bonus games. Um, and there are three here. Just We'll discuss briefly because I think they're interesting to, to talk about. We've got Skate, the original Skate game. We've got Peggle. And we've got Sega Rally Revo, which I'm only putting in here because we're on Radio Sega. And I feel like I need to put at least one Sega thing <laughs> in a podcast that, that airs on a Sega radio station. Um, so Skate then, like this to me was a revolutionary game. Like it took the skateboard genre and 
you know, Tony Hawk, which was this huge, huge franchise. And it went, what can we do that is different from this that makes it better? And they changed the way that you look at the game, like the the angle that you look at the character from. They changed the... They just changed everything. Like, does anybody else think this is an absolutely phenomenal game? I mean, I yeah, I played it very, very recently uh, for the first time. And admittedly, I, I struggled at first, but I the whole way through, I respected what they were doing. And I, I knew it was done brilliantly i just was really really bad at it, <laughs> it the, the <laughs> controls are very 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 um inspired i mean yeah essentially i'm, I'm trying to really describe how it works but it is essentially you're controlling the actual tilt and the angle of the boards almost kind of the way you're distributing the weight on it you're not just mm -hmm. fixed on a plank of wood that's going up and down half pipes it it's you're really controlling the feet and you know, your whole weight distribution. It, it's it's insane. And it's, yeah, it's kind of to be admired. I can't lie. Yeah, definitely. Has anybody else played Skate? I, I've I've never played Skate or Skate 2. Okay. Or Skate yeah, 3. Same here. Or Skate 3. Did, that, did, that, did Skate 3 come out? Yeah, it's on the, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think it's one of the only, I think it's the only backwards compatible oh. skate game on Xbox So it's, one, is, is it Skate 4 that people have been clamouring for for years and years and years? Yes, okay. and that's the one that will be coming out, but I think it's not going to be called Skate, okay. but it's by the same developers. Uh, yes, Beats. fine. Well, yeah, I mean, that shows you how little I know about the skate series. I didn't even know the third one sure. had come out. Y yes, been out for a long mm. time, Steve. <laughs> um, <laughs> Casey? <laughs> yeah. Never played any of them. Okay. Either. So, yeah. Ter Fine. Terrible. Uh, we'll move on then. Peggle. Peggle. Casey. You told me that you could tell, you could talk my ear off about Peggle. Come on. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, but I, I've played it a little bit, but no, not really enough to, to say anything about it. It's, it's a fun game. It is. <laughs> it's a fun game. I I don't really have much to say about it. Sorry. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, I played Peggle Two this morning because I just so happened to realize it was installed on my Xbox One, and that is a lot of fun. Like that is this is kind of like early proper mobile game stuff, right? Like uh, before Angry Birds became a thing, Peggle was there. Uh, Popcap Games they did all these kind of games really well. Plants vs Zombies, Steve. Peggle. Yeah, I love Peggle. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying about it being early mo mobile stuff. I think that does it a slight disservice. I think Peggle's. I yeah. would I would say Peggle's a step above mobile stuff. I, one of the things I like the most about it is its presentation. I think it it looks really nice, and the music is is uh, really well really well done. Uh, it's yeah. awesome when you get that last Peggle and you get really close to hitting it and it all goes into slow motion and zooms in and then obviously there's the um very exciting conclusion when you get rid of them all with the music and yeah it's brilliant it's great stuff it's great i know what you mean about it doing it disservice i think what i meant by early mobile stuff is like when mobile games became good yes, yeah this yeah. was like an early an early example of when mobile games became really good fun yeah. to play and it wasn't just kind of snake or just a <laughs> random weird like crazy frog you game that you played on your phone. Snake? Uh, no, I love Snake, but yeah. Um, <laughs> sure, crazy Rich, frog. moving on. Rich, um, Peggle? No. It's it's also an, er an early XBLA, right? Uh, mm. title. Yes, that's right. Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, sorry, Rich, did you did you have anything to say about Peggle? I've never played it. When I hear Peggle, wow. I think of Chuzzle, which is a good game. Um, but yeah, I've never played Peggle. Um, I know it's on EA Play, so mm-hmm. I should probably give it a go, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Let's do a follow-up podcast where we mm. just see the games that we've all played. One more for the it. backlog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich, definitely play it. It's great. Okay, I'll give it, yeah. I'll give it a crack. Okay. Cool. I don't know if it's... I think it's just... Is it Peggle 2 that's on EA Play or is the original Possibly. Peggle 2? I'm sure they're all the same. So. I mean, Peggle 2 is great as yeah. well. So it's more refined, but... Yeah. As, long as, I can, um, as long as I don't miss out on the story. I don't, I don't know. I haven't played the first game, so mm-hmm. I don't want to miss a, out on anything. There's a previously on thing, so you're fine. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay. You, yeah, you can get both on Game Pass. Awesome. So oh, good. Yeah. Means... yeah, they're both on EA Play. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. That's cool. Um, all right, and just to close out the game section um, before we move on to the quiz, uh, Sega Rally Revo. I've never played this game. I included it because I, I know a lot of people love Sega Rally, but I don't know much about it, and I figured that at least one person here may have played it. Am I right in saying that? You are, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah, tell uh, us about I it. I haven't played much of it, but I, I, I had it on the, the PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought it i don't know maybe like right before i got my ps4 perhaps i got it on sale uh and i really enjoyed it actually i'm not really a, a massive sega rally fan not really i'm not really not that good <laughs> uh, you know playing i'm not a great rally uh, gamer so i'm not really the best person to ask about this game but I, I really enjoyed it I think mm. it feels like coming from you know playing the um, the originals and the arcade versions of the arcade version of two mostly that I played um, you know back in the day I think this actually felt like a proper Sega Rally game mm. a bit short a bit short but I, I think it was great yeah uh, if you enjoy Sega Rally I think you will enjoy this one as well it's not Probably not as good as one, which okay. is I think everyone's favorite. Uh, but it's it's a, a good uh, bite-sized experience, I would say. Awesome, Rich, Steve, have either of you played this nope. one? Nope. I'm I'm no. I feel terrible. I've never played this game, and it's really been on kind of on my radar since we spoke about this recently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel really, really awful for never having played this. And it doesn't seem like it's very easy to get your hands on in terms of playing on the Xbox. I don't see any. I don't see anything in terms of backwards compatibility, uh, which kind of mm. sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, and I really love the Sega Rally series as well. So I, it's kind of unforgivable, really. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I'll have to try and track this down. Up putting a lot of pressure on yourself then it's, it's, it's unforgivable that you've never played this game I feel terrible I mean I was playing the game. Japanese version of Sega Rally 2 in the Dreamcast the other day so I'm still quite the connoisseur when it comes to Sega Rally but um, we yeah. can forgive you then we can yeah, there you go you. see it's fine. it's fine don't worry don't worry we'll find a way for you to I, play Revo I just want to say something really quickly that I, I, I looked it up and apparently there are uh, 34 vehicles in total in wow. Sega Rally Revo. That's so a lot. Apparently, apparently, I didn't play it enough. Right. And <laughs> uh, maybe it's not that 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 uh, short of a game. Okay. Maybe. Cool. But yeah. So just a just a a quick side note here. So excuse me, 
all you Segarelli Revo fans listening to this. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening along while in the Radio Sega Discord, tell us why you love Segarelli Revo. And if you've never played it, shame on you. Uh, apparently, it's a terrible thing, according to Rich, and everybody <laughs> should play it. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to the quiz. So this is where Rich takes on the guests. And Steve, you will have your own question at the end, as usual. Um, now, this is no in no way as hard as your quiz, Casey. Your quiz is notoriously difficult. You play songs backwards, <laughs> for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. I'm surprised I even managed to get through it and gain your seal of approval. Um, <laughs> there is no prize for winning this, Casey, but Aww. you know you can walk away with your head held high if you beat Rich. Um, so let's see if that happens. Uh, Rich, are you ready to are you ready to go mm, and to defend I'm yourself? Ready. I'm very ready. Okay, Casey. Uh, no, but no. Let's go. So just so you know what the quiz is, this is 2007 or 2017. I am going to read out the name of a game. And all you have to do is tell me if that game released in 2007 or 2017. No cheating. Please don't be on uh, Wikipedia. And uh, <laughs> Steve, you can also guess if you so wish. Um, I'm going to go. So it'll go Rich Casey, Rich Casey. And you can have three each. Um, and Rich, we will start with you as usual. Okay. So, Rich, your first game is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Mega Battle. I'm I'm confident that's 2007. Confidence 2007. Yeah, Steve, what would you say? That feels like seven. Yeah. Mm. Feels like seven. Do you think so as well, Casey? There was a recent one, like power grid or something was it it was battle for power the grid, grid wasn't recent. it I think, so. yeah but something like that yeah, yeah i'm a power okay, rangers fan okay. so i can't tell you so i so i and, and rich is a power rangers fan so i will i will go with 2007 as well 2007 so rich um only you get the point for this of course uh mm -hmm. if you're right you're not right it was 2017 the hell ps4 and xbox one what weird yeah okay ah. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> there you go. Um, Casey, your yes. game mm -hmm. is Capcom Puzzle World. Capcom Puzzle World. Capcom Puzzle World. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought this, this would be a challenge. Uh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Seven? 2007, you say? Maybe, yes. 2007. Uh, 2007. Steve, what would you it, think? Well, I mean, I said this about the last one, but a title that simple, that feels that feels 2007. Would you agree, Rich? Yes, I would agree with that. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. KC, Capcom Puzzle World... Released for the PSP in 2007. Thank you. Thank you. No, Siri. <laughs> you should not keep going. <laughs> you can stop now. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so PSP 2007. 
You were right. Yay. One point to Casey. Um, Rich, let's see if you can draw a level. Uh, your next game is Honeycomb Beat. Honeycomb Beat. Mm. What do you think? 2007 or 2017? I'm going 2007 again. 2007 again. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. Steve, what would you say? Honeycomb Beat. Mm. Yeah, 2007. Casey? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> all in, all in. Uh, Rich. Uh, great guess. Nintendo DS 2007. Never heard of it. Neither did I. I assume there's <laughs> no a B idea. in it or something. I don't know. Is, Maybe. Uh, is, it, is it a B-based rhythm game? I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just looked for the weird titles that people wouldn't get. I didn't really look into the games. Uh, <laughs> Maybe worth looking into. Um, Casey, let's see if you can pull ahead again. And your game is Has Been Heroes. Has Been Ooh. Heroes. I've heard of that, Same. actually. Mm. And I think it's 2017. Okay. Steve? Has Been Heroes. Yeah. But the fact that I've heard of it makes me think 2017 or so. Rich? I guess at this point I'd be foolish to say otherwise, so I'm going to say 2017. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would be foolish to say otherwise. It's 2017. It released on the Switch, PS4, mm. Xbox One, and PC. I'd never heard of this one before at all. So, What, what is it? Just remind me. I, I have no idea. Is it an RPG or action RPG or something? Maybe. I've heard of it. I think I've heard of it on the Switch. Yeah. I mean, 2017 is very recent, right? So it's, yeah. you know. But, yeah, uh, it looks like a kind of turn-based thing. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right, Rich, can you pull level again? Let's see. This is your last question, Rich. Uh, so you kind of have to get this right, otherwise you have lost. Uh, and your game is Story of Seasons, Trio of Towns. <laughs> mm. I'm going to say 2007 again. I don't think it was okay. more recent. I don't know. I could be wrong. but All right. I mean, yeah. you could be. It's 50-50, really, isn't it, um, yeah. Steve? That is such a shit name. <laughs> Trio of Towns? Yeah. Um, uh -huh. uh, 17. 17. Casey? I'm leaning towards 17 as well, because Story of Seasons was originally Harvest mm. Moon, right? Yeah, shit That's was, right. wasn't it? Bam. It's so, oh, was it Harvest Moon still in 2007, or is it a more recent thing, Ooh. and it's just 17? So I would probably go with 17, okay. because of that. In mm. this particular instance, Steve and Casey <gasps> would be right. It was 2017 mm. on the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. Sorry, Rich. Damn. Um, okay. Okay. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Does mean that Casey is one. Mm. Congratulations. Which, which is a first. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, but let's continue on with the questions just so we can see. So the next one for Casey, your last question would have been a game called Matterfall. Or one word, Matterfall. Meta or matter? Uh, matter. M A double T E R. Matter. E -R. Okay. Matterfall. Matterfall. Mm. So. Probably a physics game. 
Maybe. Who knows? Uh, a portal clone. <laughs> um, I'm going to go 2007. Yeah. Okay. Steve? I think that is also 2007. Oh, Rich? I'm going to say the same. I don't know why. I just feel it was 2007 to me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, your instincts are out of whack. That was a 2017 Ooh, game damn. on the PS4. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job we didn't come down to that question, Casey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the tiebreaker, which we don't need to use, is a game called Raw Danger with an exclamation mark. Raw Danger. Anybody have an idea of when that might have released? It depends. Mm. Where is the exclamation mark? After Raw or after Danger? After Danger. Okay. In that case, probably... 2007. I think I think that's pretty sound logic. I'm into that. Yeah, same. I don't know what that. I mean, like, like raw exclamation mark danger would mean it's a 2017 game. I don't get the logic. Just, just go with it. Okay, I'll go with it. I mean, you're right. It was released in 2007 on the PS2. Of course, of course. And uh, in Japan, it was known as the Desperate City 2: Frozen Memories. So raw danger is a bit more catchy. (laughs) <laughs> i love it i love it yeah. <laughs> uh um well done casey uh you have won commiserations to rich of course um uh, maybe next time maybe, maybe next, next time, time. <laughs> steve mm. your very own question Ooh. just for you nobody else uh your question 2007 or 2017 is a game called heat seeker heat seeker heat seeker mm-hmm um i'm going to say 2007 Ooh. i feel like they wouldn't have made a game in 2017 with a simple title like heat seeker it would be heat seeker colon betrayal of you know <laughs> betrayal of the trio of betrayal towns. of the trio of towns exactly yeah. <laughs> frozen memories <laughs> um your logic has has won out. It was a 2007 game, yeah. at least on the Wii, PS2, and PSP. Huh. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Like a dog fighting game, basically, as you'd imagine Heatseeker might be, mm-hmm. with missiles mm-hmm. and and such. Um, so you've got that right. Well done. Thanks. That is the quiz. That is the quiz. Thanks for playing, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and with the end of the quiz brings the end of the podcast. Uh, so that is it for 2007. Not forever. I mean, I mean, it is gone. It's in the rear view mirror at this point. And it's not coming back unless we invent time travel. Um, but that is it for 2007 in terms of DCY. Um, thank you so much, Stephen Rich, for joining me as ever. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much, Casey, for coming on and uh, chatting all things 2007 with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been a blast. And and thank you for uh, still wanting to, to have me on after all this time. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, not been easy. Uh, it's not been easy. <laughs> yeah, we eventually got there. So for, for listeners who don't get that, we, we, <laughs> we've been trying to pl- plan this episode for, I think, two months. Um <laughs> We got there eventually. We did it. We managed it. Yes. Now the only thing is to make sure they're actually recorded and this hasn't all been in vain. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, it definitely did. So <laughs> you're fine. Um, awesome. Well, uh, Casey, where can people find you online if they so wish to? 
Uh, uh, so you can find me on Twitter, uh, which is where I'm mostly active these days, at KC Radio Man. Um, also on Radio Sega as well, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes, uh, occasionally, yeah. <laughs> on, on the, the Radio Sega Discord. Not much, but you can, you can uh, find me there. Just at KC and I'll, I'll show up, yeah. perhaps. You're yeah. mostly just there to take the piss out of me, it feels like, <laughs> on the Discord. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a big part of it, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and, and your website as well. It's uh, it's thesegalounge.com, is that right? Exactly, thesegalounge.com and at thesegalounge on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Excellent. Very, very good podcast. Uh, well worth a listen. Oh. Lots of excellent guests, uh, including me. Of course, I'm the best one, right? Exactly. Like I've been yeah. the best the, guest. The best one. The yeah. best one, yes. <laughs> please, please stop pointing that gun at me. <laughs> Steve, put it down. I told you to put it away. Um, <laughs> Steve, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Steve Jack. Awesome. Now, Rich, I don't think we've done a DCY episode since you changed your handle. I thought we've we done, had. We've done them. F Maybe not. We've done two crossovers with the Dreamcast Junkyard, which, if you're listening to this, Ooh. please go and listen to those over at uh, thedreamcastjunkyard.co.uk. I think it's those mm, when you change your, you your right. handles. Yes, I think you are so right. Yes. you are no longer at Dreamcast Barber. Mm. Tell everybody what your new handle is. I'm at. I'm now at the Bitten Hero. Ooh, that is an F1 reference, right? It is. Yes, to the uh, the Jordan F1 team. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, but uh, you can't go and just grab Dreamcast Bar, but I'm sure Rich has kept hold of it oh, yes. for posterity. Too much value in that. So, Too much money lost. Uh, yeah, it, it's not up for grabs, unfortunately. I, um, I still don't understand the reference, but I suppose this isn't really the place to try and explain that. <laughs> it's, I mean, long story short, it's to do with cigarette advertising. So there you go. Okay, I now feel like I understand it less than I did. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, so uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at oddmint 84 That's never changed. Uh, I'm going to change it just to like confuse people, I think, now. Let's, let's just come up with a, something that people will get confused about. But you can also find all of us at Dreamcast Years on Twitter. Of course, you can go to the... Uh, I was going to say the Dreamcast Junkyard. You can go there. Uh, but my website, our website, is dreamcastyears.co.uk, where you can find every episode of Dreamcast Years podcast, as well as information on the books. And you can actually now buy a digital copy of Dreamcast Year One from the website. So go on there, go to the book section, you can have a little preview of the book, and then you can go on to buy, uh, buy a digital copy. So that is now available for everybody. So there you go. Um... I think that's it. I think we are done and dusted. Thank you all again. And uh, yeah, thank you for everybody's list everybody listening, uh, whether you're listening from Radio Sega or from your podcatcher of choice or directly on dreamcastiers.co.uk. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us and uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, take care. Bye. 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 Bye.